0: Welcome to episode 26 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast, Business Lessons Learned During COVID-19, Part 2. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. My intention for this two-part episode, and that would be episodes 25 and 26, is to share all of the financial-related lessons I learned as an independent retail business owner. I sometimes sound like a broken record, and maybe it's more to myself because I say some of these things over and over again and not to you. Maybe you don't catch them all, um, but I sound like a broken record about a handful of business lessons I teach about. And as a shopkeeper myself, running a home decor store with my sister during this pandemic, I feel like a lot of these lessons were just confirmed. Like there's a reason why I'm so passionate about it. And I know I said this in the, in the first episode, if you caught that first episode, But I just think it's really important to teach about these particular topics. So first, I want to start off with a shopkeeper shout out. And this one's for Elisa, who's a master shopkeepers group member. And that's our mastermind, our paid mastermind group. So Elisa owns Moonstruck CLE, and I'll be sure to link her website in the show notes. She has a great little vintage shop in the charming neighborhood of Little Italy in Cleveland, Ohio. She titled her podcast review, Kindness, generosity, and a gentle-ish, I like that she said gentle-ish, push. And Elisa went on to say, Kathy's podcast is everything a shopkeeper could need. She's a wonderful teacher who has learned from personal experience and is happy to share her journey. She's in the arena shoulder to shoulder with many of us, which makes you feel like you have a coach and a friend to lean on. Rarely do you find such openness and transparency in a teacher. I feel lucky to have found this detailed and encouraging podcast. And that was the end of her review. So Elisa, I just want to say thank you so much. I find that Elisa is extremely interested in growth and in learning. And what's so great about her is that she shows up. She makes it to almost every group call. And right now, because of our situation, We're having group calls every week in Master Shopkeepers, and she's there for almost all of them. And I think part of it is that she knows, you never know what that little tidbit is that you'll get from that one phone call or that group call that could be valuable for your own business. So I really appreciate that she's always there. She's always listening. She's so sweet and kind and and helpful, and she's a smart cookie, which is why I think she always shows up. So thank you, Elisa. I appreciate it. All right, let's get started on the rest of the lessons I've learned or confirmed as a business owner during this pandemic. So in episode one, and I'll link it in the show notes, I covered six lessons, and now we're moving on to number seven. And number seven is one I know I've talked about. It's do your bookkeeping. And essentially, you just need to stay on top of it or hire someone. And had I not stayed on top of our bookkeeping for my own store in 2019, I would not have been prepared to have my taxes done as early as we did in 2020, which means I would not have had the information I needed to apply for grants or other programs to get assistance for my business. So, this one was really important because I feel like since I was on top of it, I was prepared and I felt prepared. I saw so many conversations and savvy shopkeepers about um, people panicking, or people feeling very unprepared, or women who said that they had to go back and catch up on all of their bookkeeping from 2019, that would be a nightmare. And I know I've touched on bookkeeping in the past and the importance of staying on top of it. But the two most important things that I actually coach about bookkeeping is number one, If you hate the numbers, if you avoid the bookkeeping because you don't understand it or you just cringe at the thought of doing it, then this is a huge indication that this is something you need to delegate. You have to hire this out. If your heart sank when you realized that your finances were a mess and you weren't prepared to complete any of the applications for loans or grants, then I'm talking to you. It's time to hire this out. It's not crazy expensive. I don't know if people think it's going to cost them like $500 a month, but I know of some bookkeepers who charge $40 an hour. And let's say your bookkeeping, it might take a bit to catch up on initially, but monthly, let's say your bookkeeping is two hours a month. You know, even at someone who's charging $60 or $75 an hour, your bookkeeping will cost you anywhere from $100 to maybe $200 a month. That is not a crazy expense. And if you're a smaller scaled business, it may be less. So I hate to throw out numbers because I don't want people to get excited. If you have a larger business and you delegate it, it might be a little bit more, but I just want to give shopkeepers an idea of what that expense could be. Another thing that I want to note is that I often ask, what's the best investment you've ever made in your business? And at least half of the people that usually respond to that question will say that bookkeeping was the best thing they ever did in their business. So keep that in mind too. So I want you to put the shame away and stop thinking that this is something you can't afford to hire out. Because really, you can't afford not to. So please listen to me. Start interviewing bookkeepers. And the one thing that I say is don't hire the first person referred to you. Take the time to find someone you trust, someone who will answer your questions. This is really important. You know, someone who will do the work, of course, do it consistently and regularly, and someone who will help your business grow. And I really feel like you could determine some of those things through interviewing multiple bookkeepers to find the right fit for you. Yes, the process will be extremely uncomfortable and annoying, maybe even embarrassing at first as you clean up some of the mess. But trust me, if you want to run a profitable business, it's time to put your business bloomers on. I sound like my mom, put your business bloomers on. <laughs> so the first one was to help delegate it or you know, just make sure that you don't avoid it and get it done. And the second tip that I give is get yourself on a schedule. Whether you DIY your bookkeeping or you work with an accountant, make sure your bookkeeping is reconciled once per month. I have a reminder in my phone my personal phone to do this the 15th of every month. And I'll admit, I might get two months behind, but that is the most because once that third month comes along, I start to panic and I don't wanna spend eight hours of bookkeeping you know, in one day. I don't wanna do that. It's much more manageable if you do it month to month. So I'm not perfect. I will let it slip on occasion, but the anxiety kicks in and then I get back on top of it. Okay, so the next lesson is number eight, and that's have a reserve or an emergency fund. And this one causes, I don't know if the controversy is the right word that I'm looking for, but I do, I do get people that kind of fight me on this because it's the same when I say to pay themselves. They'll say, well, I reinvest everything into my business. So how can I save and have an emergency fund, or how can I pay myself if I'm putting it all back into the business? I think that's part of the problem. I personally don't think that you should be putting everything back into the business, and that is against what most people say, or what maybe some other people have taught you. It's my belief, it's what I teach, and definitely after this pandemic, I will not waver from that. So, you know, the one thing that I often say is if you aren't paying yourself, then you probably have a hobby. And if you don't have a reserve, you're risking not having a business at all. So having an emergency fund and paying yourself, those are practices, they're almost like habits that you have to teach yourself. And if you go back to episode one or two of this podcast, I talk about starting small. I'm not telling you um, not to invest in your business. By all means, you want to reinvest in your business and you need that to grow. But I'm telling you to start the practice of either paying yourself or starting the emergency fund, which is really number eight is the emergency fund. Start those practices early. Just like paying rent, utilities, buying merchandise, having a reserve should be part of your financial routine. So what I like to say is open a new bank account and either every week or month, whatever works for you, transfer 1% to 3% of your revenue into that account. And it's your gross revenue. You'll be surprised at how this account grows. And when an emergency hits or you want to invest in your business, you'll be so relieved you started socking this money away. And here's a personal story that helps me relate to this situation. And I really try to share these personal stories so that uh, it doesn't come across as me being judgmental or preachy. It, it's usually because there's a lesson behind it, and I want other people to avoid the things that I had to learn the hard way. But I remember in my 20s when I was strapped for cash and I was afraid to start investing in a retirement account. It was really the same feeling. I remember thinking, man, I can barely afford to pay my bills. How could I possibly invest or save? But I kind of pushed through that discomfort and I started saving in a retirement fund. I worked past that fear. And because at the time with the retirement fund, it was just pulled out of my paycheck. So that made it easy. But whether it's done automatically or whether it's a practice that you instill in yourself, I just wanna say that I'm so glad I did it because now I have retirement accounts. I have a personal savings to fall back on if and when needed. So essentially, I did the same for my business. And when COVID-19 hit, yes, I was a little concerned, but I also knew we had funds in our reserve account. I call it a profit account. And at the bare minimum, we would be able to pay our brick and mortar bills for a solid three months if I needed to without having to worry about where those funds would come from. So again, I just want to share personal experiences with you, too, so that you realize that I've gone through some of these things and they've been tough lessons learned. I'm proud to say Darice is the sponsor of this season of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. If you aren't familiar with Darice, they are a premier distributor in the arts and crafts industry, but they are so much more than arts and crafts. They have on-trend home decor items, bridal, garden, gifts, and some great items for creating beautiful store and booth displays. Not only that, Darice has a fantastic blog that includes categories for both makers and and brick-and-mortar businesses. As an independent retail store owner myself, it's really nice to know that we can place a minimum order for only $75. You don't hear that very often. Darice has an exclusive offer for Savvy Shopkeeper listeners. Use promo code SHOP20, that's S-H-O-P-20, at checkout for 20% off your order. Offer valid through December 31st, 2020. Visit Darice.com. That's D is in David A R I C E dot com. to check out everything they have to offer. Yourself. So, so generally, business owners don't qualify for unemployment, but because of the pandemic, business owner and the CARES Act, I should say, business owners were able to apply. Now, generally, unemployment checks are based on your pay, so if you weren't paying yourself in 2019, you would not have qualified for standard unemployment. Luckily, in some states, business owners are qualifying for the PUA, I think that's what it is, it's the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance, and this is a preset $600 a week of unemployment that you can collect even if you're a sole proprietor, LLC, even if you own your own business. So this is very, very uncommon and unusual, but part of the CARES Act implemented this. But I just want to add that if this PUA program wasn't implemented, many shopkeepers would have no options for relief as business owners right now, because I know most shopkeepers aren't paying themselves, which then means that they would not have qualified for unemployment. You see the vicious Kind of the vicious cycle here. So number nine was pay yourself. Number 10, be as debt-free as possible. And when I say debt-free, I actually (laughs) would like to say both personally and professionally. Not carrying debt will give you freedom. So although maybe now isn't the time to talk about chipping away at debt, I still think it's important to address this because as your business is open and revenue levels start to increase, or if you actually haven't seen a dip in revenue, I want you to make chipping away at debt a priority. Personally, if I had debt in the business and wasn't paying myself for saving in a reserve account, I would probably first make debt payments a priority. So I would chip away at the debt first. And then once I was in a good position with that, I would start saving for my emergency fund or profit account, whatever you want to call it. And then I would start paying myself. That's the order that I would do it in. I am not a financial coach or an accountant, but this is the practice that I know firsthand works. So that's, that's what I would recommend. If your debt is weighing heavy on you right now, you might be rolling your eyes at me and thinking, oh, it's so easy for you to say this, Kathy. But it actually isn't. I had some pretty heavy debt when I was in my 20s. And this topic alone would make a good podcast episode, but I'll spare you the details for now. But please know that I didn't always make good financial decisions. In my late 20s, I chose to change this. I chose to educate myself. I chose to make better decisions. uh, And I chose to start living as debt-free as possible. Now, I am not completely debt-free. We have a mortgage. I have a car payment. But everything else I worked on making sure that it was, you know, low or no debt. And trust me, this was not easy and I still struggle with the money mindset. But one thing that brings me peace of mind is not having credit card debt, not having other loan payments and knowing I don't owe anyone anything, but I know I do owe it to myself to have that peace of mind. So closing my own store and losing revenue in Savvy Shopkeeper as a business, it was scary. I mean, I had two businesses that were taking hits, and it still is scary. But I also know that I will be okay when because I even just completing the break even analysis spreadsheet, you know, that gave me some peace of mind knowing what I had in in an emergency fund, knowing what I needed to pay at the minimum. I felt comforted knowing that I would have enough revenue to pay the most necessary bills, and get me through. And I'm happy to say that I'm more than breaking even, and that, again, brings peace of mind. Number 11, and this is the last one, is to have a profitable business. I mean, this is important for so many reasons. I'm sure just from the past two episodes, you've heard why. You know, I have two, I call them baby businesses, and by no means am I devaluing my businesses. I'm proud of both. I chose to bootstrap them, though, and that means normally slow growth. Not always, but, you know, oftentimes when you're bootstrapping, you're not going to move as quickly as someone who either has funding from a venture capitalist or a business loan, but each business is less than five years, and I can honestly say that they're both legitimate, they both have proper business filings, bank accounts, and they are both profitable. If I recap why this is so important, it's because this means you're paying yourself. It means you could qualify for unemployment in unusual circumstances like now. It means you could qualify for financial assistance and grants and loans. Most importantly, it means you aren't treating your business like a hobby. So to summarize, I know I covered a lot in the past two episodes and I know sometimes it helps when when I'm listening to a podcast myself and they've thrown a long list of things at me. Like sometimes I feel like at the end, I'm like, God, I wish they would just recap them so I could determine what are a couple of things that I need to work on and which ones have I taken care of. So I'm just going to I'm going to go over the list of 11 lessons that I learned over the past few months. Okay, so the first one is have your eyes dotted and T's crossed when it comes to business filings and that's your EIN, your state filings, county tax registration. Number 2 is to learn about your business formation. So if you have an LLC, an S corp, sole proprietor, just understand what does that mean in terms of taxes and how to pay yourself. Just get really familiar with it. Ask your accountant those questions. Number three is to stay current with taxes. Number four is to build a local banking relationship, or really any banking relationship. Number five is to know the difference between types of employees. And a couple of the things that I mentioned is a 1099 employee versus a payroll employee. Number six is to apply first for assistance. So when there's a set amount of funds and they say that it's going to run out, make sure you're prepared to apply first. Number seven is do your bookkeeping or delegate it and then stay on top of it. Number eight, have a reserve or savings or profit account, whatever you wanna call it, I don't care, but just have that account for emergencies. Number nine, pay yourself. Number 10, be as debt-free as possible. And number 11, have a profitable business. I hope you found these two episodes helpful Part of why I shared as much as I did in the past two episodes is to tell you about my own experience, to tell you that I can relate, to tell you that I've made adjustments to my own practices and learned many things along the way. And that's part of the inspiration for this podcast in general, because I wish someone would have shared these things with me before I became an entrepreneur or even early on on that journey. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 26. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 26. And if you ever listen to an episode and you feel it could help a friend or someone you know, please share it or even better yet, leave a review. I know these episodes can help many other shopkeepers. Sharing and leaving reviews on the Apple Podcast app is one of the best ways that I can reach many other small business owners because it's just like social media. The more engagement I get on the podcast app, the more it will get shown to other retailers looking for similar podcasts. So thank you for listening. I really appreciate you being here. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. And I'm hoping to share a little bit different and something that's not COVID-related in episode 27. So until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.